Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat not, financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Day on all about affordable NFTs. When everyone going to come? Talking about whether or not we see the rush of people coming or the trickle of people coming in the world of NFTs. As we jump into it, Andrew, what are we seeing in the news? Yeah, maybe along those lines of uh, when is everyone coming? It's been a little quiet in NFT uh, world in terms of the volume lately. Looking at the trends, we are getting it to some or getting back some pretty low points we haven't seen uh, in a while. So both in uh, terms of uh, the number of transactions and the volume out there. But that being said, it's a long ways or a, a whole lot uh, more volume than we saw a year ago. When you put it in that perspective, we are up up a long ways from there. And we'll get into more of the discussion of where we think it may be going or the trends that we see anyway going on in this uh, conversation later on. But in the news, we've got we've got the big executive order that came out this week. Have you had a chance to uh, dig into that at all, George? I basically heard that there was a bit of a slip, an accidental publish before it was time that, guess what, the internet caught on the White House Gov site where there was a statement put out there about like how they were going to take a measured response to crypto and it was immediately taken down. But it was like this weird, oops, we didn't mean to say it, but that's what we were going to say, but now we're going to say it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the, the you know cat was out of the bag. That was what was coming out, so it wasn't wasn't like it was incorrect information, but it was leaked a little early. And believe it or not, there are a lot of eyes and uh, maybe bots watching the uh, the White House site. So that got out quickly. There's, I think people were in fear that there was going to be a lot of crackdown, a lot of regulations coming, and I think this is pretty positive for the uh, the crypto and NFT community. I think this is tremendously positive, and. You saw the, and initially crypto markets respond pretty aggressively in the positive side, being like, oh, okay, there's no immediate crackdown. And this, this tends to mean that if we can predict the near future, we can continue to proceed in a reasonable fashion in the way we were. So this is, I thought, fantastic news. Uh, coming off the tails of where I felt like we were the other week, looking down the barrel, what is the SEC poking around and about to make just new blind rules about? Obviously, some of that's still out there, but... Overall, you also see the U.S. government starting to talk about a plan to make a committee to make a plan to make a thing for a potential crypto dollar, which it's not exactly about to drop tomorrow. But there is adoption, there's conversation, and then there's comprehension that's coming with it. And I think that's good news. Yeah, certainly good to see a welcoming attitude towards crypto. A lot of people were fearful that it was just going to be a almost an all-out regulation battle that would really hurt the industry. And this this provides a lot of certainty, and I'd say a lot of optimism for the for crypto in general. I wonder. I guess maybe some of it is related, but there's been over eighty million donated to directly buy crypto to Ukraine Ukrainian attract wallets over this period of time. So it's like a way of submitting like literal dollars that far outstrips what the UN has sent or what NATO has sent. And there is certain power there. On the other side of that crypto coin, 
I was overhearing some of the concerns of Elizabeth Warren using narratives like, oh, Russia's going to switch to Bitcoin. Like, they aren't. That is not a thing because they turned off Swift. And so I wasn't sure which narrative was like louder in the halls of the Great White House. But it seems like, again, good news for what we can tell from that leaked announcement. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's going to be a lot more crypto and politics coming into play. I certainly don't know enough uh, about it at this point, but there's a lot more that's it's going to happen. And I think it's going to become more, a much more prominent issue. But moving on to some other news, we seem to have NFT marketplaces popping up all over the place. We've talked about how the NFT marketplace is really, or the whole ecosystem is really dominated by OpenSea. That's where most of the transactions happen. We do see some other marketplaces out there. Now it seems that all sorts of other companies, whether they're crypto native or even web native, are at least announcing that they're going to have their own NFT marketplaces. I'm sure they see how much OpenSea uh, is doing and are very excited to get into that themselves. Uh, we've got Adobe. They're going to be, they've got a new partnership with Polygon where their Behance platform for designers will allow people to mint directly from the platform. We've got SoftBank coming in and we know that they don't do things small. So they've got an NFT mall plan. I don't know exactly what that means. There's not a lot of details, but it is something when SoftBank decides to come in, they do tend to throw a lot of money around. And a hot new update from the Coinbase NFT marketplace. It's coming soon as it has been yes. for have all the months. So. So I thought that was going to be in there and I was looking at the list you made and I was like, oh, no, it's all these other things. And I don't really believe that many of these are going to be much of anything. We've got LimeWire coming back. I don't know. They said that they're going to fix, uh, fix fees for content creators. This is from the original or one of the original oh, wrong brand, wrong brand. Whereas, yeah, I don't know why that they would, they think that they're going to be better. Wait a minute, Andrew, Andrew, we may have one international audiences and also young audiences that don't know what LimeWire is. So why is that so funny? Oh man, LimeWire was one of the original pirating softwares uh, for pirating music, sharing music, but we know it was mostly pirating music. That was one of the ones that came out shortly after Napster, I believe. Look up what Napster was. Napster was somehow able to to transition into a, a real company. I think they still have some subscriptions uh, for music service, but LimeWire, I don't believe ever had much of anything. And for some reason, the brand is being revived as an attempt to be a music NFT marketplace. Some other ones out there, we've got the USFL. This is a new league launching, I believe this spring or maybe next spring. I don't know why they have to have an, NF an NFT marketplace before they've even launched the league, but apparently they seem to think that's necessary that we've got recur which actually has raised 150 million in the past couple months they are launching an nft marketplace for collegiate sports and i do think that's uh that's that's interesting because collegiate athletes have just recently been given the uh, ability to to how to monetize on their likeness that they have their, their nila rights i believe the uh their so, so they don't they don't have to give all their money to ea games and the ncaa yeah so it is interesting that there there could be an opportunity there. I think that's that one is uh, one of the more interesting ones. Well, it's, it is really cool because that would be the OG rookie card. You want to get the like LeBron James rookie card? I guess well, he went that would have been a little. That would have been well, maybe in high school he could have done that. I don't know if I chose like immediately the wrong guy. Seth Curry played. Yeah, Seth Curry. <laughs> 
Uh, he played in college. He went to NC State. Yeah, you could have That's your cool. NC State. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. He did, I'm sure he played in, in so, high school as well. It's unlikely he just walked on in college. Hypothetically, like that. <laughs> That's fun. Like you get and hold somebody and like, and later in their career, it suddenly becomes a thing. Okay. I was about to just turn on my nose. Out. So I'm going to check that one out. But going through, that's the one that I think may be somewhat interesting. I think there's a lot of money coming into it. I don't think that there's necessarily going to, I think that a lot of these projects may, may never see the light of day to begin with, but they like putting these uh, PR announcements out there. It could be. Got like, with the PR out there. Yeah. It could be. Taking their own company by surprise at times. All right. Who's going to be in charge of that uh, now that we put that out there? We'll see what happens. Uh, I think that most of them will not come to fruition. Safe bet. But interesting. More onboarding. And already affordable project. You ready? What do we have here, George? So I dropped this in the Discord and it hasn't officially come out yet. There's no public mint. The mint is going to be announced in March. We are Firmly in March, as we're talking to you here, I'm pretty sure I saw a mint note of around 0.1 somewhere, but I'm not sure. It is called peaceful.xyz. And what I heard about it from a thread in Song a Day. And basically, this is created by the artist who did Double Dragon. So, old NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. The artist that did basically all of that koji ogata did all of these like little characters so they got that like pixel look but like the nintendo pixel look that gives you firm nostalgia in it and this like little fighter activity mode so there are going to be uh, a game that's going to be played with they are going to drop 8100 challengers they're calling them and essentially it's like a little bit like as i understand like chain face arena if you remember that one where you enter in your chain face and like it competes with other things and then it gets scars, except you're not going to fully lose it. Like chain face arena, it'll be advancing the imagery of the game. So they actually have sort of e- example evolutions of if you win your battle based on if you chose the right attack to enter it into a battle. It seems like there's going to be a few rounds and it's going to have a finite period of time, at least for this first phase. And there is a, a legit agency behind it. So they're definitely doxxed. They know that they're not affiliated with Double Dragon or NES to make that clear. And yeah, I, I don't know. What do you see? I'm looking at the site right now and I notice that the artist is actually the original Double Dragon artist. So Double Dragon, yeah. I remember that game from, from the NES. Uh, that's pretty cool. They actually have that artist involved. I love the art on this and the animation uh, on these little characters when you load the, uh, the the website here is pretty cool too. Curious when this actually launches and not a lot of details on the site. Actually, oh, there's one. Uh, yeah, almost uh, nothing clickable on this site. Uh, <laughs> a little surprising. Yeah, there's uh, things that are underlined, let's be clear. Yes, I do see a couple of things. There are a couple, there's a uh, Double Dragon Wikipedia <laughs> link for those that are uh, unfamiliar with this, <laughs> with the uh, game, let's see, that came out in four or something uh, like that. So yeah, maybe not on all of our, our listeners' purview, <laughs> uh, but it's a interesting project. I'm, I'm curious to see why some of these projects, it seems like there's a handful of projects being delayed right now and maybe due to some of the market conditions, but also I'm hoping that it's a little bit more of the teams being more prepared to launch with a product ready to go, as opposed to um, maybe 
launching and then delaying things over and over. As we've seen from some projects, uh, I think Red Village is one that we've certainly talked about a handful of times and we're still awaiting things there. I'm going to look into this more and I'm excited that they aren't rushing things along too fast and are taking their time a little before and hopefully we'll get this minting right. Yeah, they noted that they changed the name to Peacefall actually after Russia invaded because their previous name had something like a war title to it. And they're just like, we're not doing it. Oh, War and Peace uh, reference. And there's, yeah, we're not doing this. So they changed the name. So they're probably going through and changing other assets to the drop. So they're trying to be, I think it's culturally sensitive. The current Discord only has 845 members. So you'll be getting one of these if you want one of these as of right now. And we've got, again, the whitelist uh, link. I can't find it on their thing, but it's in our Discord. So come on over, join our Discord, go find that, say hi. On to the theme? On to our theme, George. What do we have here? Okay. When is everyone going to come and play with the NFTs? The question being, it felt like, I will say personally, thought that the Super Bowl was going to be this huge mad rush. My joke about Coinbase NFT market, like I was making actual decisions based on that. I, I think I was like, oh, here are some like projects that are like primed for it. Might be on the list. I was looking at what was going to get listed on Coinbase NFT. I was like making decisions about it and it hasn't come. And even when it comes, here's the thing, beating the Coinbase NFT marketplace, I don't think there's ever going to be a just flood of people that are just like, oh my gosh, it's here. I think this is just a slow burn over time. Do you agree? I think that we're, yeah, I think in general, or we see big onboarding periods that are mass uh, adoption at the time, somewhat mass adoption at the time. I mean, shouldn't say mass adoption, but a big adoption events. And otherwise it's a slow trickle. And I think that's generally going to be the pace of things. I could still see Coinbase coming in. I think that's going to bring a lot more activity. What I'm looking at the the number of active wallets over time, we really peaked, let's see, in it's really in just February of this year. And it's so far beyond what we were doing last year. But there were really two times that it, we saw huge adoption. It was from, it was really in August of um, last year, we nearly tripled the number of people that were a number of active wallets in the time, maybe even quadrupled if I'm looking at it, it went from maybe 10,000 to over, over 45,000 in that time, active wallets. And then there was a somewhat lull in the fall. And then again, a huge number of active wallets in January. And this one ran maybe more through, through the end of, or through mid February. And that really took us from about 50-ish thousand up to, let's see, maybe around 80,000 uh, active wallets. We're now at this point, we're down to maybe 55,000 or so active wallets on a daily basis, but that's still a, a whole lot more than we were at a year ago when we're talking about um, maybe 5,000. So we've done 10X in that time, but there were really two periods that saw most of that growth. I think that's probably going to be how it goes. We're going to have big events that get a lot of attention, that bring more people in. I think Coinbase is still likely to be one. I don't know why it's taking so long. Perhaps even the executive order will help uh, provide some clarity for them. Um, maybe that was holding them up somewhat. I hope that we see yeah. that soon. And yeah, I could see that being a pretty big, another big adoption phase. Yeah. According to Pew Research, they released that in, in November. We talked about it, but 16% of Americans say they have crypto, right? They have crypto holdings in some way, shape, or form, like 16%. 
it is far from the majority. And that's just the United States, which you'd imagine being a, a bit of an early adopter on this, as well as having disposable income to invest in this. And based on other, like other things that I'm looking at, <clears throat> it says that only 20% of Americans are familiar with NFTs, according to this uh, Yahoo report. And other surveys are only showing like 4.6% of men and 1.2% of women stating in certain surveys from Marketplace Fairness that they actually own an NFT. This is real small. And I kept thinking that it would be a bunch of people would realize how fun this thing is and, and come in. It, like it touches gambling markets. It touches gaming markets. It touches art markets. It touches community markets. It touches attendance of events, be it sporting or music. It, it just, I thought every time it touched a new market, it would bring in a larger percentage of folks by, I feel and think that the onboarding, the pathways of moving fiat to actual usable currency inside of a wallet that you own and control is hard and confusing. And I'll tell you what, that friction until that is solved, that is the thing that will keep this at a trickle. Yeah, I agree that the adoption is definitely slowed by how how difficult it is to manage all this right now. I think there's going to be a lot of improvements in that area. We're definitely seeing a lot of, I've noticed a lot of investment happening in the NFT space, a lot of um, wallet investments. Uh, there have been a couple of big announcements lately. In general, I noticed that there's a lot of investment happening, which means people are building. And I think that it's going to become easier and easier to onboard people when the when these on-ramps become easier. You don't necessarily have to have all of this uh, technical knowledge, nor have to take on all of the risk that's out there. We've talked about all of the, the scams and the risks and all the just general user errors that are pretty, you know, relatively easy at this point to run into. I think that we're going to see a lot of solutions for these problems that will make it, make it a lot safer for people to come into the space. Right now, for example, on Venmo, an app that lets you do payment to friends, you can technically buy for zero transaction fees, cryptocurrency. Now, whether or not you can send it and move it to wallets, that's a thing. But you're waiting for groups like PayPal and Square and Braintree, these APIs that would allow any project to allow people to on-ramp themselves on a local project and figure out the wallet from there or have that ability. I think that's, that's going to be a big key for making part of this transition. But problem is until that happens, I have this feeling that I had, I used to play... <laughs> I used to play online poker and one of the things that happened, this is like a couple decades ago, one of the things that happened is that over time, more and more good players kept coming in to go after the easy money, but soon and very quickly, the rooms got harder and harder to win at because if you play against good players, you lose. The game, actually, when you're playing a cash game of poker is to find people that are not good fish, if you will. And I'm getting that feeling a little bit where there's not as many projects just like randomly pumping and going. And it's more of it's like, all right, it seemed like much more coordinated, tactically done and maybe driven by like collective strategy to drive up some of these things. Or it's just all hype on one project and then run to this next one. And it's like the one project as opposed to it felt a lot easier to throw a dart and win, I'll say six months ago. Yeah, I do think that the market has changed a lot. 
we've talked a little bit about how it seems like one or two projects will get all of the attention and it just rotates around a handful of projects or maybe not even a handful. It rotates on to the next uh, project and it has been somewhat difficult to find the sustainable projects. So I think the market has changed a lot. I think we're going to need to see a lot more real world utility. We've talked about how these roadmaps are often rather unsubstantial or don't have a lot to them when it's just merch and maybe a, a in real life meetup that's not going to sell a lot of people on buying some cartoon some jpegs for hundreds or thousands of dollars i think we're going to need to see projects that are making use of these in other ways we've talked about some projects that use nfts as the key to the software you can get access to it by holding the nft we've talked about how some talked about some in real world adoption is happening i think we need to see more of that um we are also seeing as we talked about earlier in this episode a lot of new marketplaces try to pop up we are seeing a lot of other chains take different activity when i was going through the the number of active wallets before it is important to remember that we're not just seeing activity on the ethereum wall or on the ethereum chain and that was essentially the only place where nfts were a year ago we've seen all sorts of chains get nft activity we've seen avalanche we've seen polygon we've seen optimism there's a lot of nft at nft activity happening on all the other chains on and it's not all being accounted for. So I think some of this is that it's dispersing a lot and we're not going to be able to count this in quite the same way or measure it in the same way that we, that we can with the Ethereum activity. That being said, I think we're, it's still a, it's still probably a good measure of the marketplace as a whole at this point, maybe that changes at some point when a lot, when most NFT activity moves to a layer two. Yeah. I mean, you're just playing against a smarter market in some respects. So maybe the second order effect is that more of these, there's only so many times that someone's going to launch another 10,000 PFP with no backing, no real artist or art and expect to win. I think you'll see the, it's just supply demand of you show better ideas, show better utility. And so I think we're in that phase. Guess what? If the market on the buy side is not seeing that kind of utility, that value, because you're talking to the same, what, 360,000 people? And we like seen it now. Like you're not able uh, to fool that same group of people continuously with derivative after derivative. And yeah, it's there's a group of people that have been burned a number of times at this point. I think if you have, if, here's what I'd say. If you have been collecting for at least six months, you have been burned or rugged once. Agree or disagree? At least once. I think it's more likely that it's more than that. <laughs> he wants to set an over under. <laughs> oh boy. It's a tough one. Over. It's a good point though. I think the market has matured a lot and is more more skeptical of some of these projects. We saw a lot of scam activity among projects and a lot more there's a lot more people working on calling these out. And I think people somewhat more apprehensive, but also more knowledgeable about the fact that there are a ton of scams out there and you should not just jump to mint everything that does slow the momentum though. And people see that. So it changes how things are, how, I don't know, how things are going in the marketplace, I would say. Yeah, I would, I would say it's a weird time and a very different time than one year ago, jumping to it. But I think there's always, uh, there's always upside. Also Ethereum is low, so it's easy to onboard at a decent value. I think this game gets weird when, you know, Ethereum starts to to pump and go up at a, at some point and then you're like, oh, that thing is incredibly expensive if you're not 
uh, crypto native. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, gas is extremely low now. We should maybe get into something you should things you should do if it's going to stay like that, huh? A teaser for the next episode. All right, Andrew. Good talking with you. Good team. See you out there. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.